Hello, and welcome to our Secular Sponsor Speaker Series. Each week we hear from an Overeaters Anonymous member who has attained and maintained abstinence without God and has served as a sponsor to other members. The series also provides opportunities for secular OA members who don't have a sponsor or are interested in exposure to a variety of points of view to learn from the experience of others. We encourage everyone to sponsor others up to the level of their own recovery and to use these tools with each other as peers. If you are willing to sponsor or to work as a peer, please post a message at secular.overeaters.community at gmail.com. Again, the email address is secular.overeaters.community at gmail.com. For additional information about abstinence without God, go to secularovereaters.org. And now, let's hear from this week's Secular OA sponsor. Okay, the topic that I chose uh, was one, or volunteered for, was uh, Step 11, which was meditation and uh, reflection. Um, And Step 11 is, you know, as people are familiar with, with, uh, this OA steps is, you know, prayer and meditation. Um, The way I question, I guess, that to start with is what is the intent of step 11 and then how can we practice it? And I um, look at step three as um, interpreted step three as being in sync with the world. And I view step 11 as a way to strengthen that connection. And um, a person, one day uh, I spoke with Arlene and she had told me a, a really uh, great thing that I asked if it was okay if I used. And that is uh, prayer or gratitude says I'm connected to something beyond me and meditation or acceptance says I'm connected to myself. And I thought that was really in- inspiring, at least for me. Meditation, as we think of it today, was not popular when AA founders were coming up with their um, program of recovery. And in the AA 12 and 12, they suggest meditation as taking something, in their case, a prayer, and reading it slowly and asking yourself what message is the author trying to convey? you know, breaking it down one line at a time and just really thinking about what that sentence means and that, because that's really what meditation is, is more of the receiving guidance. And I used this method for many years and, um, and I would pick up the For Today or one of the other little daily meditation books and I would then study that day's uh, reading and reflecting on what the message was and sometimes doing a writing about it. And how did this message, how could I use it in my day life and in my program? And um, over the years I've been in, for those who who are new or haven't heard me speak, I've been in since 1985, been in 35 years. So this step has evolved over over the years. Because like I said, I love the idea that I, could just read something and really focus on it and get that message and learn from it. And I've tried other forms of meditation of, um, and what I've come down to is in the morning, I do a three minute quiet meditation. 
And I like to use, I've come up with two mantras that I like to use. There's, you know, one or the other, depending on what I need for that day. One of them is just chanting to myself, peace and serenity, you know, as I'm breathing, you know, saying the words as I breathe in and I breathe out. And another one, the other one I use is when I'm really stressed about something that I um, got from a, a, a meditation book that, that I really like. And that was then saying to myself, I breathe in, I smile, I breathe out, I release. And I took it to the point that if I'm really stressed, when I'm saying, uh, I breathe in, I smile, and I breathe out, I release whatever that emotion is. So identifying what my emotions are that I'm feeling that time and I'm asking for release for that. Uh, sometimes I have even done my character defects list, you know, that I want to release that particular character defect that I'm trying to work on. So there's different ways of doing that. Another form of meditation that I found is walking because for me, it's, it's meditation is being in the moment. And I find that when I'm walking, that I start all the, re, the anxieties or whatever <clears throat> I'm thinking or feeling washes away and I become very much in the moment. I can start, I start watching, you know, looking at the yards and looking at the flowers and, and just enjoying the beauty around me. And I always feel calmer and refreshed when I get, get done with my walk. And then another way that I feel when I do this uh, is where I feel like I'm meditating is yoga. And I don't do yoga at home, but if I do go to a class and I find that as I stretch and I pay attention to my breath, my mind becomes calmer and I present uh, and I am present with my body and how it feels. And those for me are the most that I find that is as a form of meditation that I can use. I, uh, I added here that I, I do have a mild form of ADD. So it is hard for me to focus. Uh, that's why I only do a three minute meditation because I really struggle to sit there for that length of time for much past that. And so I just find a lot of times that doing the activity of walking or you know, a form of exercise that I, that where I focus on how I feel works for me. And as well as like reading a short passage, something I can really focus on. I will say it was, it was kind of funny. I had my husband was curious what I was going to say. So I gave him my little script here and he laughed at the mild ADD. I said, well, he's probably would say maybe my, maybe a little more than mild, but uh <laughs> It's kind of a running joke between us because I'll just do something and I'll say, oh, I'm sorry, I had an ADD moment and we just laugh about it. So, but at least I'm aware of it. And uh, so, like I said, that's why I kind of do a three minute. Um, and sometimes I can't even focus that long. It just depends on what, where my, how my brain is operating that day. So I do enjoy these other methods to trying to bring, you know, the meditation. 
And then for me, the form of prayer or reflection is that I do try to write in my journal. I, I have just a, um, a, a notebook that I will jot down and I am not a person who likes to write. So I've never been a person who journaled, you know, my thoughts or that. So, so, but I find that I try to do that practice of where I just write down what I need that day, you know, from the program, what I wish my day to be, um, you know, where my focus needs to be, whether it's on my food or whether I need to focus on uh, being present. That's kind of something I've been uh, being mindful of my day. And then some, then I'll write a gratitude list. And, you know, when I find that I do those things, that my day is, goes better. And the way I look at that by writing it down, sometimes I do it as a, you know, I, I will even say my, my higher power is the energy of the universe or the energy from within, that's all of us. And I'll say, dear uni, you know, it's kind of like the same thing as if it was a diary, dear diary, you know, it's, it's just the act of writing the, my thoughts down of what I would like my day to be, what I need to focus on. That then is kind of gets into my head and lets me know, you know, where, where I need to put my focus. And let's see, and, and we're talking when I write, most of the time it's three sentences. There's not a lot, you know, I'm very, very short in, in what I write. And then, like I said, then on top of that, the gratitude list. And then sometimes I will do a to-do list for that day. Not every day, but I find that if I put down a to-do list, that helps me do the focus. And I always make sure that one thing on that to-do list, and I usually only put three things, you know, that I really want to accomplish that day, maybe four, that I have at least one program related item on that, whether it's to read literature or to attend a meeting or make a phone call to an OA member. I've, and that's part of my um, daily routine of doing that. And what it, my favorite motto is keep it simple. And that's really how I live is I try to keep it as simple as, as possible, because otherwise I'm not going to do it. And, and as the literature, you know, will say that the only way, wrong way to do this step is to not to do it at all. And so my suggestion is that you free yourself from the definitions of others and how they view meditation. And this is your program. And so try different approaches. Because I know in one of my years past that I was talking to an OA member and told her how I was doing my meditation. And she told me I was doing it all wrong. So, you know, it hurt my feelings. And of course, you know, I started questioning what I was doing. But, but I, you know, took it to heart when the literature said there is no wrong way to do this. Whatever that you find a way to bring calm in your life 
uh, into, you know, your being is the right way to do it. The wrong, the only wrong way is to not do it, not make any attempt. So that's pretty much my talk. And what, like I said, it's, it's open for interpretation for every, and that's what I like about this program is that we each can find what works for us. And it doesn't have to be the way I do it or your other person do it, does it. It's you're finding your own way and what works. So with that, I'm going to pass. Okay, this is a question and answer time for uh, our sponsor of the day, which is you. Alicia, your hand is up. Hi, um, I'm Alicia and I'm a compulsive uh, eater. This is, only, this is only my third um, meeting. So I'm, I'm still kind of feeling my way around. I don't even have my, my packet yet, my newcomer's packet. But, um, but uh, I, the, the phrase, let go and let God, do you phrase that? Because I, like, I, I struggle with willpower, like looking at it like willpower. And that I, I just like over the last year, really uh, try to manifest, like try to focus on things and think positively and try to manifest it myself. I do believe in a higher power, but you know, that phrase itself, let go and let God, to me, that kind of almost feels like, you know, I'm not taking a responsibility. Does does that make sense? What do you think about that? On, on the phrase, um, it's not one that I usually use um, okay. because there's so many different slogans and you can pick what you what works for you. But yeah, I'll let go and let God. To me, it's it's it basically is indicating of step one, which is we're powerless over people, places, and situations. So one thing we do have control over is how we react to the situation or how we react to people. And and so that in a form is letting go. And then and since I my higher power is uh, more of mother nature or that you know the energy that flows and connects all of us and some of that so that power comes is even within me is by letting something go meaning that you know once I realize it's not something I can control then I can just let things play out the way they are they were going to play out and uh, because I really have no control so I don't necessarily think fate or God or whatever. I just think that this life is going to evolve the way it is. And uh, I, when I came in program, I was agnostic. I still, you know, that was 35 years ago. I'm still agnostic. I kind of looked at it, um, if I can remember my train of thought here, was that, well, I lost my train of thought. So of letting go and letting God of just, oh, I know, my favorite uh, bumper sticker and my sponsees will know that I probably have told them this is shit happens. So that's the way life. I looked at life and what I needed from my higher power was something that was going to help me face whatever came my way. And so that's letting go and then letting it play out the way life is going to let it play out because, and if there's something I can do about it, well then yes, we can, do something. Well, I, I liked it's what you said. That. I liked what you said. Um, how it's about how we react. Uh-huh. You know, like things happen, but then you know it's yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, Catherine, do you have a question? 
I wanted to ask if you have an alternative for uh, when you pray for someone's health, happiness, and prosperity, how you accomplish the same goal of minimizing resentment to other people without necessarily praying for it? Uh, well, I have prayed for, you know, people's good health and that. And, well, to deal with resentment, that's where we deal with a lot of step four or actual writing sometimes about what the feelings are. And at least doing that first. And then the uh, way I look at it, when I, I quote, pray, it's more of the way I, I am talking to the universe or talking, I am just saying it out loud sometimes of what it is I need. And, and so if I wish, because there, there are times I've had to pray for somebody's well-being because I was really resentful toward them. But it's more of just, I just putting it out there in, into the world is how I view it. And just by doing the act of, uh, you know, as they, it says in the big book, you don't even have to mean it. You just say the words and eventually you will find that you do because you've, you've worked through that resentment by making it, uh, you know, just speaking the words. So I don't know that it's going out to anything, but to me, it's the, the actual doing it. We'll do that. Well, that's great. Thank you. And uh, Mona. Hi, thank you all. Um, I just wanted to, I wanted to thank you very much for that. And uh, I'm still quite new to this whole OA world. And I think one thing that I would struggle with the most is probably uh, the idea of meditation. It's not something I'm familiar with. My mind races at a thousand miles a minute. And, and I'm, I've never, I've never, I don't think I've ever in my life, other than I've, when I've gone scuba diving, have I ever been fully present in the moment and, and just not, you know, my mind not racing. So I'm not sure how, how to go about that because we, we for example, we tried to, to do the three minute meditation and, and I just keep catching myself sort of like checking the watch. Is it, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And I don't know if it's, if it's that meditation isn't, and I, I, I do understand the benefits of it. I, 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 I understand the science behind it. I just, I don't know if, if I'm someone who's cut out for it and if there's any other people like this and is there a way to navigate it? I guess is yeah. the question. Thank you so uh, much. What, what a lot of, I found is okay. One of the, the beauty of this program is by working the steps because that's where the program really is, is working through the steps. And this is one day, you know, I had gone through, you know, through my steps and through the fourth step, which is where I got to deal with my resentments and that kind of thing. And then, you know, process through. And one day I realized I was driving to work and I didn't have the radio on. And I was sitting in silence for the first time. Not, and that was a benefit I realized that I got from this program that my mind wasn't racing and thinking about, oh, I should have said this to somebody or I should have done that or projecting on something in the future or ruminating over something in the past, then I was able to realize that I could sit with silence for the first time. Step 11, 
I've always said is one of the hardest steps for me, you know, and, and I, I think that of all the steps, that's, that's the one I have to work at the hardest. And that's why I only do three minutes because I still can't, um, I just get to where I get antsy, you know, and I can't always even do the three minute. So that's why I find walking will help me, you know, some other activity, it doesn't have to be the sitting down in quiet, whatever. It is open to whatever you choose it to be. And that's why I like this program. It's all based on our own, what works for us. And so for years and years, I did the opening the daily reflection book and reading that and counted that as my meditation. So um, it's only the last few years I've started to do the three minute. And plus I have two dogs and half the time they're trying to get my attention during those three minutes. So how successful I am is not always, you know, <laughs> there. So I depend on other things, so. I think this might be the last one coming up, Kathleen. Uh, first, I want to thank you for the Dear Uni idea. I have been having, for my 30 plus years, a lot of trouble finding something to think of to say that seems to speak to something that I can see as uh, like a, another part of myself, maybe, but a more universal part. I like that. Uh, I also want to say I am, while pretty badly ADD as is everybody in my family and I can't meditate either I've never been able to I recently started up knitting again after a long time of not doing it and have discovered that you can actually meditate while you're knitting and before I did that I was an insane Sudoku addict and found that playing Sudoku when my mind was just really going crazy would calm me down and I think it's because it, it let me focus in a different way than television or a book or something but I do have a question how do you deal with the the biggest problem that I have with any of this stuff is when I'm having to deal with a really outrageously horrible corporation or more than one corporation and I will get so angry that I just feel like my heart is going to, my chest is going to split open. And I do try to go away from the computer where I'm trying to work on these issues. I do try to think of things that I can do as follow-up if I can't get any help eventually. But I don't seem to be able to do anything about that intense rage I feel when I get in that helpless place and it's mostly with corporations that I get there would you have any suggestions well that's where a lot of the tools in the program come in which is uh, you know going to attend a meeting or calling a no another OA person that you can rant to you know um there are so many coming up with a plan of like I said the very good thing to step away because um that's always a good thing when it gets too emotional to step away from the thing and go take your walk or, or go to a meeting, something that's gonna change the focus and try to calm you down. Um, one of the things it, it, I used to do when I gave up the food, it was so terrifying. I thought I was gonna go crazy. 
I found just sitting with a piece of literature, like it was the big book, the hardbound one, I would hug that. And I went to, I actually went to bed with it. And I would hold it at night because I was so scared and so terrified of things. And f just having my, that would calm me down. And I would use that in traffic. If I got so riled up in traffic jams and stuff, I would put that book on my lap and it was just, would calm me down. So finding things that can help you release it and writing is, is uh, when I get really upset, I will sit and write. Because um, I'm not a writer, but it, I have to be pretty in a lot of pain for me to sit down and write those feelings down. But I find that that works the best for me. Well, thank help? you. When I can't can't even read, I will go watch animal videos on YouTube. Right. You know, and you mentioned knitting. I, I also have been known to go and uh, color to help me um, get in the moment if, if I'm stressed. So it's up to thank you. you. Yeah, that was great, Allie. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. To hear recordings of other speakers in this series, visit secularovereaters.org. And while you are there, please consider making a donation to support our work.